We are in Doctrine and Covenants section 60 today, and I love this drawing in talents. It mentions it a couple times, and so of course it makes us think of the parable of the ten talents. And I love, um, the thing that I love about that parable is there are a couple lessons that it teaches, and one for one big one is for all of us that we work for the master, that we are here on his errand, especially as members of the church, that we are chosen and followers of Christ. We are chosen, but that does not make us elect, it makes us part of the team. It means that we willingly volunteer to draw others to him, to spend our life being part of his army to fill the earth with his message and bring others to that fruit of the tree and the joy that the gospel brings and the knowledge that we have of covenants. So I love that first and foremost, that we work for him. And second, that there will be an accounting, that he will come and see what we have done with the knowledge that we had that he blessed us with, this riches, this treasures, these talents that we have, what did we do with them? And so I think that's important to keep in mind as we go through section 60. And so the very first thing that I want to stop on is verse two, but with some, I am not well pleased for they will not open their mouths. They hide their talents, which I have given them because of the fear of man. And I think the reason I love that is I recognize that so much in myself. And I think all of us recognize when we are given callings um, as a new mom, I just the fear of judgment of other people, of not doing it as well as someone else, of having other people look at me and comment. And so it just seems easier to keep it to ourselves, right? I love to sing in a choir. I don't want to sing by myself because I don't think my voice is as good as other people's. And yet music is something I've studied for a lot of years in that um, brings me great joy, but I have really learned to just kind of keep that on the down low. And so I, I absolutely recognize this and um, I understand the fear of coming to this, these people, you've already had very little persecution, but they have had a taste of it. They do know. When I say very little, they have had persecution a lot more than I have had in my life, but nothing compared to what it will be. So of course there would be this fear. Okay, verse three, and it shall come to pass if they are not more faithful, it shall be taken away. And that's what we should learn all of us. If we are not wise stewards, if we do not share the truths that we know, if we are not more bold, how scary to have it taken away. God blesses us so that we can learn and grow and be humble and that we can bless the lives of others. And I would be so sad if so many people I know in my life decided that they weren't good enough and didn't share their talents. How grateful I am for those who willingly lift their voice and do podcasts and do um, 
I'm trying to think and sing and do all the things that they do to lift their voices in praise and testimony to the Savior, how thankful I am. And they fill my life with so much good. How sad it would be if they were to say, my voice isn't as good as someone else's or my testimony not as strong or I don't know as much as some, someone else. It is awesome how much we have access to. And I am so grateful that I can literally type in come follow me or type in a section of the scriptures and there is so much to learn from and on our gospel essays and our gospel app and in the lds.org I'm just so thankful for those who use their talents to spread the message of God look for those who are looking for God to prevail and as President Nelson said how grateful I am and when he did the challenge the gratitude challenge to fill the internet with gratitude wasn't that the neatest thing and I loved hearing my seminary kids say how much that lifted them and and blessed them and I have to say wouldn't it be neat if it continued I do not have a ton of followers <laughs> and part of that is because I don't make it public I really don't publish this I don't put it out there I really do this because I'm being obedient and have felt very strongly led to do it but I have a fear of man, and I have not overcome that. I do not like having people tell me what they don't like about me, which in my life happens, <laughs> and I'm not good at it. And um, But I am so grateful for how it strengthens my testimony, and the Spirit, to get me to do it, said, wouldn't it be neat if everyone did? And here's the truth. I love hearing from other people, and it fortifies and strengthens me. So if I can have some small part in doing that and be more humble and less prideful because it really is pride that makes me fear man more than God, then wouldn't it be neat to hear what so many people had to say and what they learned from the different sections? I would love it. It's something I've missed so much in gathering together and I'm so grateful we're back to in church. Okay, verse four. For I, the Lord, rule in the heavens and above above and among the armies of the earth and in my day when I shall make up my jewels all men shall know what it is that bespeaketh the power of God and what I have written is there is I so want to be one of God's jewels and if you look at the footnotes it takes you into DNC 1013 and it says I will own them and that just goes to that scripture they will be mine he will recognize us as his and we will know him because we have pursued him and followed after him. And I, a jewel is something rare and precious. And I so want him to look at me and think I am that rare and precious and that my life has been spent following him. That is my greatest desire. Okay, verse 7. And in this place, let them lift up their voice and declare my word with a loud voice, without wrath or doubting. And that's huge. Okay, without anger. They're in now Missouri. Um, when you watch Wild Wild West movies, um, that's kind of what it was like. We, um, I have to say that's what comes to mind. And when you think of all the tarring and feathering and all the persecution, that is, this was a very rough group of people, not refined. And so I love that. Without wrath, without anger, lift up your voice and doubting. And that's huge. 
Elder Uchtdorf said, doubt your doubts before you doubt what you know. I think it was Uchtdorf. And so I love that. And we just had that in conference when they said, don't sit around with other people. And I think this was President Nelson who are doubting. Sit around with people who you relate to and who know things and will strengthen your testimony. And I love that. And then it says, I am able to make you holy and your sins are forgiven. And that's the big thing is that God makes up the difference. Don't, don't worry that you're not enough. You're not. Aaron, don't worry. You're not enough. I'm not. God is. And if we will humbly submit, he will make us more. But it takes time and it takes refining. Verse 8, and let the residue take their journey from St. Louis two by two and preach the word not in haste. And haste is urgency or feverish in a hurry. And I love that because it reminded me, my aunt gave this beautiful talk and she talked about when they served their mission, someone had told them that each person needs on an average, I think it was 11 points of contact. And it may have been eight, it may have been less, but she talked about the people they taught on their mission and knowing they were one of those, and that was the challenge this person said. So be one of those points of contact that when that person joins, they look back and know those 11 or those eight points of contact that led them to finally making that commitment. And I love that thought. Be a point of contact that makes in the future that person go, yep, that was one of the people who made me want to follow Christ, who made me want to know more. Be a point of contact. And so I love this, not in haste, do it on the Lord's time and with really praying and with urgency to know what he would have you say, because it is hard. It is going to take time. And the big thought that came to me here was the sons of Mosiah who left on this mission to their bitterest enemies. And when I have prayed and tried to liken that to our day as they came to their father, King Mosiah, praying if they could go to these Lamanites who were their who were murderers, who delighted in shedding blood. And here were the king's sons. So these were princes. You don't think they'd be, this would be a huge thing for the Lamanites to capture and torture and kill them. It would. This was a huge thing for King Mosiah to pray, even pray about, and willingly submit and trust the Lord as the Lord promised that, that they would not die. Not that no harm would come to them, but that if they would be patient, they would not die and there would be success in their labors and how great was their success. But it was over 14 years, so not in haste. Okay, 13, behold, they have been sent to preach my gospel among congregations of the wicked. Same thing. Make no mistake, I know these are evil, wicked people. Wherefore, I gave unto them a commandment They shall not idle away their time, neither shall they bury their talents, that it may not be known. Do not hide who you are. Let it scream from every ounce of you what you believe and who you follow. And be patient in tribulation. And man, just like the sons of Mosiah, these um, early saints will have to do that and how grateful we are for their example. And then in 14, and after thou hast come up to the land of Zion and has proclaimed my word, thou shalt speedily 
return, proclaiming my word among the congregations of the wicked. And again, not in haste, neither in wrath, nor with strife. And man, that is a lesson that we need to learn. And as we come in this time where um, there is so much divisiveness, our message should be a message that God wants all. This should so reinforce that. Black, white, bond-free, male, female, sinner, wicked. He wants all. And everyone gets an opportunity to hear And man, how I want to be a point of contact that someone says, I'm so grateful for what she said or how she lived. And I love when Elder Uchtdorf says, and if necessary, use words. Let your life scream who you follow, who you believe. And I just love that testimony. And it makes me want to do better with my talents and the things the Lord has blessed me with. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.